this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. Betsy here. Today we're talking about goals and we're talking about creating opportunity for the possibility of reaching any goal. What do I mean by that? So I want to get into right away how I think sometimes we as trainers can be discouraging to our clients because we can get into a frame of mind where we believe that the amount of time it would take them to reach a certain goal is so, the amount of work, the amount of time, the amount of um, commitment it's going to take is going to be so hard that we assume that they're not up for it. And we, without even intentionally coming to a conversation with that mindset, we're, we're letting it seep in almost subconsciously when someone comes up and signs for training. Or even, it even happens more often when you have a client who you know already and you're making assumptions about their previous behaviors or previous commitment or anything like that, which is going to keep them from attaining whatever this like sort of quote unquote unreachable goal is. And I think it's incredibly important as a trainer to start with the assumption that our clients can do anything. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about what that really means, what that creates for our clients in terms of an incredible training experience, as well as the feeling of bonus motivation and support, and then how we can take that mindset and not lose sight of reality and support someone in achieving a goal on the time frame that works for them and helping them sort of better understand what goal or what part of a goal is most important for them. You've heard me say it before, but I think there's a dangerous side of personal training where because we have so much knowledge about bodies and we have so much fear around, you know, keeping clients safe, that we begin to look at our clients as broken people. Yes, being sedentary is not an ideal scenario. But when we put that like blanket, this is a sedentary person, in our mind before we begin to train, we've already in some ways disadvantaged them. We are really trying to look at our clients as possibility versus broken. We are looking at someone and their ability to grow in the future. And I guarantee you, even with just that perspective switch from the trainer side, 
even if you don't have to explicitly say it, because I'm not saying that trainers are explicitly telling clients like you are broken. I think there are some. I think there that's some people's approach to selling personal training, and I think it's wildly dangerous. But I don't think most people are saying it explicitly, but it's probably coming about in the way that you approach your clients and the conversations you have with them as you build their program. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the concept and the idea that you can come to every single client with the idea that every goal is possible. Here's a quick little story. And this is something, this perspective was a shift that really happened for me in while I was already in my training career because I was the person who, because I didn't know a lot about training when I started, I was fearful that if I didn't look at people, look at my clients with a really critical lens, with a real, you are broken and I'm going to fix you lens, that people would figure out that I didn't know what I was doing. When what I didn't necessarily realize is that kind of mentality was sort of like creating a barrier between me and my clients because I was probably not training them to the difficulty level that they could rise to. I wasn't giving them things to work toward. I was almost giving things to work away from. You know, I want you to be not in pain, which that's not necessarily a bad goal to have. But if we think about the perspective of like setting a goal to work toward something, that is easier to motivate for than like, I want to try to not do this thing. Same thing with habits. We find that people are more apt to add a habit, add something. Let's say we're going to add more nutrient-dense foods to our weekly meal calendar versus take things away. And so Part of my mindset as a young trainer, because I thought this was how you proved you knew what you were doing, was to have people sort of work away from their broken self. And I I will say that, you know, I was always sort of like an approach with kindness. I have a sort of natural ability when it comes to conversation and connection and, um, being supportive. So I wasn't saying like, you know, I wasn't like a nasty person per se, but I, I, but my mental, like the place where I was mindset wise was creating an obstacle for myself. And I will always remember this story. I was at a personal training gym. My supervisor, who also, I will say, um, he was my trainer for many years. He was leading a meeting amongst a lot of trainers. And he was talking about how we set clients up for a certain goal. And two or three of the trainers in the room just laughed and they said, my clients would never be able to do this. So it doesn't even matter. And he kind of turned on a dime and was pretty upset about it. But I'll never forget. He said, of course, they're not going to get that goal if you don't think they can. And why in the world would we do this job if we just wrote people off for being unable 
to reach this skill. If anything, what we want to be thinking about is why can't I help them get to this goal? Or what, maybe that's not even the right phrasing because I'm not necessarily loving the idea that you have to beat yourself up, but you have to ask yourself, how can I get better? How can I do a better job in these um, programming, in my coaching, in my whole approach to help that client reach that goal? And from that moment on, I was like, oh, yes, I'm coming to every single client with the idea that every goal is possible. And what I'll say about that trainer, I'm not going to like talk too much more because I didn't ask him if I can share a lot. But uh, he had a tremendous retention rate and a tremendous way of his clients feeling like they were getting like the hardest workout ever. And I don't disagree that it was, but it was like appropriately hard for them because he saw the potential and, and kind of pushed or at least, at least helped them get to that edge of their potential where we actually see the real growth happen. And clients really appreciate that. I think we are fearful of pushing someone too hard. And there's a difference between pushing someone too hard in a psychological way, in a um, not listening to their feedback versus really making space for them to reach their full potential and saying like, I know that if you work hard, you can do these things. So that's why it's in the program. That is a real a real supportive way of showing up for someone. So we're going to talk about why we want to come with that approach. We're going to start with the assumption that our clients can do anything. Now, if you are a trainer who is sitting there going, yeah, but they can't do anything and it's probably unsafe for them to do some things, I will say, yes, I agree. So instead of writing it off as like, no, clients can't do anything, and you like, you know, want to argue words with me here. I don't think anybody who listens to this is probably arguing with me. But if, if you were to say this to someone and they kind of pushed back, let's talk about what the potential pushback would be. The potential pushback could be about whether something is like a practical goal for this person, whether it's a safe goal for this person, and whether it's going to feel worth it. And I think those three things are great questions and ways to approach shaping the goal for a person. So let's talk about this. I've heard a lot of trainers go, my client wants to do a pull-up and I don't think they understand how hard that is. I totally agree. I think it's a very hard goal to reach. I like to approach it with, I think everybody could do it. I think everybody can do a pull-up if they have the right training program. I believe I can, I can get them there. I have a lot of confidence in that. It's just when we look at that goal, we look at whether the time, the amount of time that it's going to take feels worth it to that person. Maybe that person is up for that. How fast do they want it to go? Then that's going to sort of determine whether or not I need to add more of this into the program. Do I need to help them with the understanding or help guide them through the idea that like potentially if we go all in on this goal, some of these other things are going to have to sit on the back burner and it might take a long time. Does that feel like something you're up for? Can we reassess in 12 weeks and decide if you still want to work toward that? 
That's about talking about whether we think it's going to be practical for that person, whether they feel it's going to be worth it. You know, for some people, they might have like three goals that they really like. And and we have to decide if all the work that it's going to take is going to give them the satisfaction that they're looking for. And we're going to talk about that moving forward. And then we do have to think about safety. And so for some people, while it might be possible, it might put them at increased risk for something, or they may have a previous injury where we're going to just like flare that up. Rather than saying, I think that's impossible, lay out that idea for them. This likely isn't the safest bet for us. Let's think about something that's going to give you that same feeling, that's going to give you that same sort of um, like, you know, the level with, with pull up goals in particular. I think there's an element for many people who, when it comes to feelings, that the feeling is about like, I want to feel super strong. I want to feel like a badass and I want to like prove some athleticism. Those are things that I feel like people see when they see a pull up or when they feel like that's what I'm going to feel like when I do this thing. So if that specific one isn't going to be ultimately the safest choice for this person, what can we do that's going to give you those same feelings? So that's what we're going to talk about. Um, For the rest of this episode, I'm just going to give you some conversation ideas to have with clients about these goals so that you can determine how to shape them as well as for all these goals that are possible. We can't do them all. We can't do them all at the pace we want to do them. We can't do them all at the same time. Let's create the goal that's going to be most appropriate for that person. So while all of them are possible and I'm bringing that um, belief and I'm bringing that approach to the conversation, then we can actually start to get to, all all right, let's move forward for it. Let me give you some like real concepts of how it's going to, what it's going to take to get there or, okay, I love that. Let's figure out what version of that goal is going to be best for you. Because oftentimes, if it's something that isn't maybe the right fit, there is a feeling or a, or sort of something that they're chasing that we can achieve with a different spe- specific part of the goal. That, that's the first conversation to have. The first conversation to have is around feelings versus specific actions. Now, this isn't to say to someone, oh, you don't actually want that. Let me tell you what you want. It's about asking, okay, when you get that first push-up, what is it going to feel like? Or when you bench 225, what is it going to feel like? Ah, you're going to feel stronger than you've ever felt before. You're going to feel empowered. You're going to feel like you could beat all the other moms at school or whatever it may be. You know, we all have different motivators and we all have things that excite us. Now, let's say that person currently is benching 60 pounds. They want to get to that 225. I'm going to be like, awesome. I absolutely love that goal. And I love the feelings. Do you think that you would feel super strong if we got you from 60 to 100? Awesome. Or, you know, would you feel medium strong? Can we get you from 60 to 100 and then get from 100 to 150 and then whatever? Um, And and checking in on your shoulder health the whole time, because I know you've said that that's sometimes been an issue. Or 
oh, that's great. We don't have access to a bench. What are the other kinds of things that we can do to um, create that feeling for you? Here are a couple of goals that my clients have done and achieved before with my programs, and they gave them that feeling. So that's one of the ways we can do that. Again, it's not me saying that goal is dumb. What you're actually looking for is this. It's saying, tell me what that goal is going to feel like. Awesome. I think we can do with that goal. Here's what it's going to take. I also think I can get you to feel that way with this, this, and this. Let's design something that's personalized for you because I'm your personal trainer. Similarly, and I kind of just talked about it in that last one, you're going to have conversations about benchmarks. So for these really hard to achieve goals, these ones that are going to take a lot of effort, a lot of training time, a lot of just general time on the calendar, can we talk about benchmarks? Can we talk about what we're working toward now so that we can feel a sense of accomplishment because we know that it's going to be hard? And I always talk about this one with the pull-ups because I think if the, if the single pull-up is your goal and you're far away from it, it can feel like you don't have a great idea of if it's getting closer. And I have a series of benchmarks and tracking items that people can use so they can go, oh, this actually feels easier, or I can do more of this version. So this means if I can do more of these slow eccentrics at this pace, then I'm definitely farther along than I was six weeks ago. So I'm not to that final spot yet, but I know I'll get there. And I have these ways of knowing that I have improved. And that's important. And I, I, I use the pull-up example a little bit because I think there are some goals it's very easy for. When I, I gave you that bench example, the bench example is, oh, I know that I lifted more weight this week and then I lifted more weight the next week. You can track it a little easier. With the pull-up, I may not be using more weight. If I'm not using the assisted pull-up machine and I can't see that number go down, what I need are some ways for me to see that I'm making progress. And so those are those benchmarks that we're going to have conversations with our client about early so that they can um, modify their expectations. Similarly, we're going to talk about, have conversations about not racing to a goal. Maybe the goal is a literal race and maybe speed is the goal. But for most people, while, when, while everything is possible, everything is going to take a different amount of time for different people. And it's important for us to think about not racing other people and help our client with manage those expectations. The magic of the training room is that the person for whom you are trying to kind of beat per se is the person that you were yesterday or the person that you were months ago. You're also coming to that where that person is also the team member because it's not linear. You won't always beat what you did last week. Life happens, less sleep happens, stress happens, a stomach bug happens. You're not always going to ex- get exponentially better every time. So you, you're, what, you know, you're competing against yourself, but you're also your own greatest teammate. But it can feel like for clients that you can compare yourself to how fast things are going everywhere else. And the nature of being in a gym, a big gym especially, is you can kind of see people doing things. And you might find yourself comparing yourself. So that's another conversation to have about 
not making anything a race. Everything is possible if we don't put a time limit on it, if we don't rush the process, because when we rush the process, we get frustrated, we get injured, um, we get discouraged, all of that. So let's go back, just talk about those three conversations to have one more time. You're going to have conversations around feelings versus specific actions, not telling someone how to feel or what to do, but learning about what it is that they are wanting out of the goal. You're going to have conversations about benchmarks. Everything is possible, but it's more helpful if we add benchmarks because you are going to want the satisfaction. That client is going to want the satisfaction. You as the coach is going to want the satisfaction too of actually reaching a goal at some point. And so those benchmarks can can be mini goals along the way. And then conversations about it not being a race and that we're moving at our own pace. The last thing I'm going to say about this topic is that I think for most people, most trainers, when the issue is about, oh, my client can't read that, reach that goal or they couldn't ever do this, you have got to get out of your own way. Don't let your knowledge about the difficulty of things, don't let your knowledge about biomechanics and imbalances stand in the way of helping someone reach their full potential. I think that's something that we sometimes get a lot into. And that is because we're we're like a medical, we're like a reactive treatment kind of um, society. You know, we look at things as like a bad thing happened and we got to fix it versus like future proofing. And so, yes, someone might come into you with a laundry list of um, previous injuries. And I'm not saying discard all your knowledge. I'm saying use your knowledge, but don't let your knowledge and your your desire for them to, you know, uh, correct their, um, these are big quotes, correct their imbalances or, you know, like move with better efficiency. Don't let that stand in the way of them being people who get to achieve stuff, who get to get stronger, who get to go do cool stuff. Nobody is going to sit around later and say, I'm so glad that my, uh, you know, ASIS is at the same point or no, no one, especially clients are really connecting. The feelings are the most important thing. And so while you might be able to do a case study and show how someone realigned in a way that, you know, looks more like a textbook, don't let that stand in the way of you really, really training someone. We can train people hard and keep them safe and apply our biomechanical knowledge and have like a cool relationship and energy and and you know no one should feel like going to the training room is like going to the doctor that's my theory all right so I'll, i could go on for that ever i wanted to one last thing before i go i kind of I have this secret and I want to just say it here because this is the impetus for this episode. I am going to have a Black Friday sale. I wasn't going to do it, but I am going to have a Black Friday sale. I've created a a pull-up program. I've created a pull-up program that's going to help anybody get a pull-up. 
And like I said in the episode, things are going to happen on, on different timelines and things are, aren't going to be the exact same for all people. But I created this pull-up program so that it can be replicable, so that it can be used for however long someone is working toward their given pull-up goal. And it's going to have tons of things in it for trainers to apply to their clients. So whether it's for you yourself, like you'll be able to run the program for yourself, or just if you have clients who are trying to get pull-ups, you can literally copy it, use it with those clients, or take some of it, the things that you love about it, the things that you see that would work for your people, take it and use it. So I'm not going to talk about it much before like next week. And it's probably going to be my Instagram stories and stuff to my email list. Um, Cause it's going to be a quick, quick program, but I wanted you to be looking out for it, especially if you're listening to this and, um, and just be on the lookout, but it'll be on the website, befosterstrong.com. And um, if you're not on my email list, that's where most of the stuff is going to go to. So you can go um, in the show notes. There'll be a link to my email list if you want to hop on that or just send me a DM. Betsy, uh, sorry, DM on Instagram is at foster underscore strength, or you can send me an email, Betsy at the letter B, fosterstrong.com. And I'll put your name, you send me your name and email. I'll put you on the email list so you get that right away because it's going to be those four days. It's going to be like the Black Friday. Did I say Good Friday or Black Friday? Always mix it up. (laughs) Black Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Cyber Monday will be the last day of that. So um, just so that you're thinking about it ahead of time. All right. As always, I'd love to hear from you. If this is helpful, let me know and um, go do amazing things. You're capable of so much. Until next time, bye.